0: Hello, Grateful People. Welcome to Thankful Thursday. Today, I am here to share with you a conversation that I had with Julia about her life and the impact of gratitude on it. It's a story of how you can work on yourself and serve your community to find a greater sense of purpose in life. Here's Julia with her gratitude story.
1: I mean, I've always had a a sunny nature. Uh, God granted me with a sunny nature. But... Uh, especially uh, through my teenage years, you know, when the hormones change, I became very possessive, very jealous. Mm -hmm. Um, I also had a a, a career in uh, belly dancing, in classical dance. Mm -hmm. And um, instead of focusing on myself and my progression in class and my progression and even celebrate my journeys of Mm, my first pas de deux, being on pointed shoes, doing a solo. No, I always had to look at other girls. All her hair is thicker, uh, she is slimmer. And uh, my body shape is not conducive to being a classical ballet dancer. So uh, I did look a little bit odd in class. Uh, I was not as tall, uh, a little bit wider everywhere, uh, hips and everything else. Uh, so that was an issue. And it kind of dampened that sunny side that I lived with previously. Um, and, yeah, it, it kind of got me in the dumps, you know, because I constantly compared myself. I Oh, I didn't get this. I didn't get this man. Uh, to the extent, even in school, I didn't try anymore. If it wasn't an A, great. I... I remember times at grammar school. I would sit in class during an exam, and I would just but write my name because I knew I could not be perfect. There was this drive um, for perfection, um, and it destroyed me. Okay,
0: so you say that you compared yourself, uh, mostly physically, or by your abilities, uh, to a lot of people. So. Mm-hmm. How did this? How did this impact your relationship with yourself? How are you with your body because you compared a lot?
1: My uh, the amount of diets I did, yeah, um, constantly trying to lose weight, and then of course before every performance there was a struggle to lose weight. Um, I remember I used to love skiing, but before each performance. Um, I couldn't go skiing because if i was out the performance wouldn't go ahead so my life was very limited um and then of course um there came issues you know with acne and my skin Uh, so much that i didn't want to go to school i didn't want to go out um i really locked myself in and my parents who see this is the hardest thing when you internalize negativity the people around you, regardless of how much they love you. And uh, they see all these beautiful things in you, or they see a budding flower. They know you've not yet realized your full potential, but they can see, ah, there's a person who's about to, you know, do great things in whatever small way that may be. And uh, for them, it was really, really hard. And the, the thing... That now hurts me the most is that I, at that time, with my behavior, hurt other people inadvertently. I didn't do it on purpose, but I I was nasty to many people. And this anger inside, you know, this never being good enough, never uh, constantly looking elsewhere, um, it, it, it was horrendous. We
0: were really. These are signs of being, you know, being too critical, expecting yourself to do 100% every single moment of your life. And it's really hard. And I do relate. I have been, you know, when I, I was even younger, I have had a body disorder. So I also lost a lot of weight, just skipped meals. I don't know for what reason. But yeah, I totally understand that. So how, how did you cope with this? With the, how long has it been now? How has
1: it been going? Well, the truth is that you have to hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. And sadly for me, I had to hit it multiple times. Whether that was through relationship losses, job losses, uh, bereavements, you name it. Um. I yeah, I I had to learn the hard way. (laughs) I -hmm. guess.
0: And um, would you like to talk about, you know, what you learned after this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Certainly, certainly. uh, With gratitude, I talk about it. I cannot tell you what the epiphany was. Yeah. Or the eureka moment. Uh, It was lots of things. It was books. It was people. It was it was perhaps getting fed up of constantly, you know, being in the dumps. Um, positive affirmation, of course, from others. Um, but yeah, I started to, I guess for me, the good thing was I never lost hope. That was one thing that, regardless of wherever I found myself, I never lost hope. And then what added, what was added to that hope was some form of meaning to life and that meaning for life i found in my profession uh, as a social worker so initially i thought i needed to go into hospitality or i thought i uh, had to go into finance you know and and just live that life of i got a car i got a house i got a partner i look good i can afford manicures i can afford going to the hairdressers you name it you know all those kind of things that people might aspire to which are actually not fulfilling um so when i then changed careers and i realized i'm good at it the grades kept coming in the the validation the the praise all those things that i'd yearned for for so many years decades actually if i'm honest that was then given to me and uh, people people reacted more positively to me. Previously, you know, people would avoid me. I mean, who wants to be around someone who's constantly negative and and in a way, um, yeah, has a bad aura, you know? And then uh, I shifted slightly because of this uh, change in career, and I thrived. It was almost like there was sunshine, there was rain, you know, there was all these things to make me blossom. And that was a lovely feeling. And I'm not saying that there's no problems now, yeah? And uh, that I don't compare, but now when I compare, I try and look at it more, what does he or she have that I would wish to aspire to? In what way uh, could I perhaps integrate what they have or or what they uh, do? And then of course, uh, accepting that, you know, I'm not good with music. There's lots of things I can't do and uh, making peace with it. So, in a sense, I think I died to my ego.
0: Wow. Yeah. Uh, we have moved from whenever I look at comparison and just how we behave with ourselves. So, comparison is useless, mostly. It's, it's going to hurt you. It's not going to make you grow. And you have come to the positive side of it where you gain inspiration and learn and I also saw that you accept what you can't do so I remember this quote which said that I can do a lot but I don't have to do it all which is this acceptance that even if I can't do a lot of things it's fine I don't have to do all of it Um, so this is really interesting that you moved careers how did this happen how did you move to social work?
1: again it was a closure. My mother passed away and I couldn't cope with, uh, with the grief. I wasn't strong enough to, to cope with it. I was very young. I was in my early 20s. And um, yeah, I moved country. I moved from Germany to Scotland and I um, was desperate. I needed a job. And I couldn't find a job in hospitality or finance. And I remember staying with a Glaswegian lady from Glasgow. And uh, she said, ah, uh, maybe you could work in my friend's nursing home. So there is a little bit of luck. You need a little luck in life in order to find your path. Mm-hmm. And when luck when knocks at your door, don't push it away. Take it with both hands. Uh, and that's how it started. I then learned from the elderly about what is life all about you know i'm frail i'm at the end of my life and still i enjoy it and i've been Mm -hmm. where you've been don't give up and you know accept you don't need all those things you know Mm -hmm. and that's how it started i then basically had a couple of beautiful years you know going to people's homes looking after them uh sharing their last moments with them. Um, And that was so moving, you know, and and all the different life stories, you know, and this kind of don't let setback um, stop you from walking forward. Um, Yes, and then I I had an opportunity to, to do some training within my job. And because I was so good at it, and I liked it, uh, you know, the psychology part and sociology and whatnot, it then went from college to university to... um, And now I'm a civil servant, yeah? And there's still many, many things in my life that uh, are not perfect, in quotations. Um, I'm not married, I'm 42, I have no children. and yes, sometimes it's hard for me to, to see uh, grandmothers and daughters um, and uh, the baby child. And, and I know I don't have this and it's unlikely I will. So I also realize life is about you constantly experience a little death. Um, when my mother died, I remember one of her greatest wishes had been to be a grandmother. But my brothers and I... We could not fulfill this desire. Um, So I think that's maybe what it is, this acceptance of that, you know, what God deals you, you just have to accept it um, and make the most of it and actually enjoy what you got because there's so much to be grateful for. Um, I'm healthy. You know, we're having a talk right now. Um, so, yeah, so that's how that worked out. Mm-hmm.
0: For gratitude, I would want to ask you, what do you think is the importance of it in life? Why should we all feel grateful time to time, from every single day, finding the little things? Why do you think that is important?
1: Yeah, because that's why we're on Earth. Yeah, it's my, I mean, not mm-hmm. people are listening now, please This is my interpretation of of life. Hmm. The interpretation of life is that I was given a life to enjoy it um, and to feel. And I remember once um, I was told a quote by a good friend of mine, the angels envy us because humans can feel. And to be able to feel for oneself and for another human being or an animal or you know, whatever it is you're passionate about. That is something that makes you tingle. Yeah. There are these moments in life when good things happen or you learn something and I don't know if it's uh, happy hormones that are released or whatever else it is but uh, it, it allows you to keep going. So basically gratitude to me is the fuel that I put in my mind or in my body, in my heart, to keep going. And as a social worker, of course, I see people in crisis, and that's what they've lost. They've lost that hope, that gratitude, that, that fuel that um, allows them to keep going. And then you basically help them to refill their chunks to get going again. So for me, gratitude keeps life moving, keeps society moving, uh, allows me to be peaceful, allows me to look out for other people. Um, And everybody has to find their own way. I mean, uh, for some people, it is writing in a journal. For somebody else, it's playing music. Everybody has their own way of... But it's about finding that meaning and enjoying what you do Enjoy who you are, you know, and uh, it's a gift. Life is a gift and I wouldn't wish to throw it away.
0: And that's it. I really enjoyed listening to the story and I want to hear yours too. If you'd like to share your story with us, send an email at stories at gratefulness.me and we'll get on a call with you. Also follow and share this podcast to spread the joy of gratitude I wish you beautiful days and I'll see you on Mindful Monday.